time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 80, Lighten Up Your Mood, a look at BDNF to protect your brain. I'm in the middle of preparing our upcoming Food to Focus webinar series, and I came across some interesting research that I thought would be of interest to everyone. Since last after last week's episode podcast that we had on the brain, there were several requests for us to do more on brain health, so I thought to include this in today's episode. So in today's episode, I'd like to discuss brain-derived neurotrophic factor, what it is, why we need it, and how to get it. For decades, it was believed that our brain is a static organ, and once our cells die with regard to our daily habits, for instance, the process of aging or alcohol usage, drugs, medications even, even the way we think like negativity, that we can't get our vitality back. Our brain has changed and it's not going to be reversed. You know, when brain cells die, it was believed that you really can't get that back. Well, science has reversed its statement and we now know that our brain can grow new cells. And more specifically, with the discovery of brain cell rejuvenating brain-derived neurotrophic factor, and that's what I'm going to talk about. And I'll refer to that as BDNF from now on through the podcast. Think of brain-derived neurotrophic factor as a fertilizer for your brain. I'm doing a lot of gardening, as many of you might be doing lately. And I really, when we think about it, it's like fertilizing our brain. You have billions of brain cells, more formally called neurons, that are nourished by BDNF. And when you release BDNF, it flips the switch on to a series of genes that actually grow brand new brain cells and pathways. BDNF also strengthens the neurons you already have. So along with keeping you mentally alert and improving your memory, high BDNF has been correlated with other benefits, which I'll be talking about today. But we, before moving on to these benefits and the practical implications, I'd like to look at the science behind it so that those of you who are not familiar with this protein that's in the brain will have more familiarity with it, okay? So the National Library of Medicine defines the function of the BDNF gene saying that BDNF gene provides instructions for making a protein found in the brain and the spinal cord, and they call this the brain-derived neurotropic factor. And this protein promotes the survival of nerve cells, or what we call neurons, by playing a role in the growth the development, you know, the maturation, and the maintenance of these cells in our brain. The BDNF protein is also active at connections between our nerve cells, the synapses, which you've heard me mention. That's where communication, cell-to-cell -cell communication takes place there. 
the synapses can change and adapt over time in response to our experiences. And that's what we call synaptic plasticity. Remember, we talk about neuroplasticity, the ability of our brain to change. Well, the BDNF protein helps regulate this synaptic plasticity, which is important for learning and memory. Now, the BDNF protein is found in regions of our brain that control also eating, drinking, and body weight. And the protein likely contributes to the management of all these functions. So when we see that BDNF is very important, it's a very important protein, and that it supports and maintains our health and vitality, let's see with how we could maintain it, increase it, and get something going within our own wellness regimen that will help it. And that's the purpose of this episode. According to a paper that was published in the Archives of Medical Science in 2015, brain-derived neurotropic factor, BDNF, it was stated that it plays an important role in protecting the brain from neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, and Huntington's disease. But it also plays a role, they quote, in energy homeostasis. So let's turn to some of those benefits of having an increased BDNF. We know that it increases brain plasticity. So when your brain cells get damaged or face a stressful situation, BDNF protects those cells and helps them come back even stronger. BDNF eases depression. Your neural pathways become more flexible instead of shutting down, which could really explain why higher levels of brain-derived neurotropic factor are associated with warding off depression. So one benefit is we can say it increases brain plasticity. The second, it eases depression. The third I came up with through the literature is it boosts weight loss. It can help us lose weight. Studies show that more overweight, the more overweight a person is, the lower their BDNF levels are. One study suggests that at least in animal models, lowering levels or lowering levels of BDNF did make them more prone to obesity. Again, that's an animal model. We don't know if it's converted to human. It's also been shown that BDNF improves sleep. Brain-derived neurotropic factor helps us sleep by increasing our slow brain waves during the deepest stages of sleep. It also helps to protect against, as I mentioned, neurodegenerative diseases. So research does suggest that high BDNF may lower your risk of developing any of those disorders, such as even Alzheimer's, and I already mentioned Parkinson's. One study actually tracked a group of adults for 10 years and found that those with the highest levels of BDNF developed dementia and Alzheimer's 50% less of the time than those with the lower levels of this protein. So some of the benefits, again, are increased brain plasticity, easing depression, boosting weight loss, improving sleep, protecting the brain against neurodegenerative disease. So we know that these are the benefits, but and these are just some of the benefits. What affects our BDNF? What affects these levels in the brain? Well, you probably already have an idea that stress is one of the biggest BDNF inhibitors. 
We're constantly being bombarded with situations that we perceive as stressful, threatening our well-being from work to advertisements. And I say advertisements, meaning constant nerve, nerve stimulation, sensory stimulation, information, pollution, both ethereally and actually pollution in our environment, artificial lighting, and all kinds of other stimuli that really tax our biology. So we have to make it a part of our day to really pay attention to what our stress, our perceived stresses are. Everyone's different. We can make generalizations about it, but I prefer not to. Just see, do an assessment of what really provokes your stress response and then work with that. Let's root it up and then we can move on. And that's one less element that will affect our BDNF. Another one is sugar. Eating sugar, we hear a lot in the on the web and in the news that sugar is not good for us. We all know that. That doesn't mean all carbohydrates are bad for us that the fundamentalists are uh, portraying right now. It just means really eating sugar and everything seems to be laden with sugar. So hence, people are going to the other extreme and saying all carbohydrates are bad. And that again is not true. But eating sugar can be very detrimental, especially high fructose corn syrup, as we know. It directly curbs the BDNF production in animal models again, and it's linked to cognitive decline in humans. And that's pretty powerful. That doesn't mean to cut out sweets, you know, though it's not about being fundamental, but you could really learn to exchange your sugar for one of these high quality alternative sweeteners. And I'm not talking about Splenda or Aspartame. I'm talking about things that are naturally occurring in nature. If you're struggling with sugar cravings, you can also add some dietary herbals. I was just working with a few people who had sugar cravings, especially wanting to lose weight for the spring. And there are some things that you can do based on your biochemistry that will actually shift that model going in the opposite direction. But again, everyone is so biochemically different. I don't want to make uh, generalizations here that everyone starts to follow. Another factor which affects our BDNF, remember I said stress and sugar, believe it or not, is social isolation. Lack of meaningful mental stimulation leads to lower BDNF levels. Social isolation contributes to our depression, which also decreases BDNF. So we must make it a point to spend time with friends regularly. Uh, the complex richness of social interaction really allows our brain to just blossom. We're human beings. We're social animals. Our computer does not replace social interaction. It's already found. We already know that we have more problems with mental issues due to too much texting, too much social media, with that false illusion of everything is going great and everybody's really happy when everyone's miserable because they're on social media. Because if you're really happy, you're not going to be stuck on social media all day. You're probably going to be out enjoying nature with friends and family. Let's call it for what it is, including myself in that practice also. I'm not isolating myself from anyone here. I'm just saying that we need to become integrated with other human beings. BDNF is one of the most powerful biological triggers for sharpening your mind. 
incorporate one or several of these habits into your daily life, and it will actually help you think with more clarity and focus. So we have those three. I want you to think about stress, sugar, and social isolation. I really want people to start paying attention to that, but not only pay attention and being mindful of it. Remember, I always say, bring mindfulness into focus. So now that you know that, do something about social isolation. Even if it's once a week, get out and interact with people. So how do we improve our BDNF production? Exercise is one way. Link exercise, link the link with exercise and BDNF is very accepted. You could find that anywhere you look. It increases the levels in the brain. Sunlight exposure and vitamin D also helps. Surprisingly enough, we could relate it to the seasons. Studies found that more BDNF protein is available in the brain during more sunlight, you know, spring, summer months than less during the darker fall, winter months, which we know the the fall, winter months, we have more mood-related concerns. You know, simple sun exposure increases brain-derived neurotropic factor. It improves our mood. It increases even vitamin D production and actually decreases the risk for skin cancer, provided you don't burn yourself. So we have to really learn to get outside in direct sunlight for just 10 to 20 minutes a day. And you don't really need to use sunscreen and sunglasses at home. You, You want the the light of the sun on your skin and your retina. And I'm not saying bake, I'm saying a few minutes a day just to have that feeling of uh, UV, uh, the proper UV radiation. If you would go back to one of the podcasts where I spoke about it, it's not the same through a window as it is through the actual air itself with no, nothing in between. So I said exercise, sunlight exposure and vitamin D. The overnight fast. Here again, I talk about this. I've talked about my preferences to overnight fasting and for good reason. Results show that during faster, there's an increased production of BDNF. It increases the resistance of neurons in the brain to any kind of dysfunction or degeneration in animal models and, you know, any of the neurodegenerative disorders that we're coming across in modern day society. It's very important to think about that. The BDNF signaling may also mediate, you know, beneficial effects of the overnight fast on glucose regulation and cardiovascular function. I just finished a class with people on the overnight fast and it came out quite quite well. I mean, people start feeling very, very uh, vital after that. And it's because the brain starts working as well as the liver, which we're not talking about here today, but the whole system starts upregulating towards vitality. So it's something you want to think about. And if you need some structure, as I said, in conducting your own overnight fast, just let me know, send me an email. And another factor to improve our BDNF is what? Meditation. I talk about that all the time. I spoke about stress being a problem with BDNF production because it's actually stress is toxic to BDNF. So it's no surprise then that meditation increases BDNF. It specifically strengthens areas of the brain that correlate with pain tolerance, body awareness, self-regulation, as well as self-reflection, which means asking, who am I? We're able to reflect on ourself, memory, emotional control, happiness, and attention. Meditation is proven to help with all of these. And again, the biological reason could be the BDNF 
uh, increasing. You know, I suggest that clients and students start by meditating for five minutes daily. And again, for new people, be patient because some days you may have a quiet mind. Other days it might not be as easy to quiet the mind based on what you fed your mind the day before by way of food, by way of thoughts, by circumstance. It takes time. There's no quick fix, even though there's a lot of advertisements out there, just hook in for meditation. It's really something that you want to become skillful, a skillful participant in life with. And take time to learn that. You know, you don't want to get too attached to the results. You just want to get into a consistent practice. Don't worry about getting it right. Just make it a habit, starting with a solid foundation and sticking with it. Because it's very tempting for the mind to switch and jump to different things that we see on the internet, uh, claiming to be meditation or not, that are really not the foundation that you need. Find a teacher or a class that teaches a skill set and stay with that skill set. That's very, very important. Again, I talked about exercise, sunlight exposure with vitamin D, overnight fast, meditation, and the last I would like to speak about. I'm just going to briefly cover it today because I'm going to bring it up in the Food to Focus webinar series, are herbal supplements to boost BDNF. And here I talk about it. I'll just be very general, but I'd like to give you three herbs that you can do your own research on and see what you think. Uh, these are, you know, the herbs that I'm going to give you, interesting, are harvested in the fall. See how nature takes care of us? Sunlight's limited, but you can consume them in the fall through winter when our serotonin may be decreased. Although we're not in fall, I still want to give you these herbs because they naturally boost BDNF and serotonin levels. And remember, how they're planted, nourished, and harvested and prepared makes a difference in their potency. The first one is ashwagandha, and it's known for its ability to boost energy, muscular strength, and stamina, and endurance in the morning. But at night, it helps you in restful sleep. It's amazing. It can work both. In the brain, ashwagandha has been shown to support the natural repair of the nervous system while boosting BDNF levels. And for those of you that have been on other podcasts, you know that I brought it up during our thyroid uh, podcast on helps increase thyroid function. You can use the root in soups and stews. People have been using it for thousands of years in their cooking. Next one is bacopa. Bacopa is one of Ayurveda's most powerful herbs to support brain health, memory, and cognitive function. It's been shown to increase BDNF in the blood, and it's commonly used with those needing support with mental clarity and focus. It's also used for supporting emotional health and stable moods when we're under stress. And the third I'd like to include in that lineup is turmeric, and it's emerged as one of the most powerful herbs in foods and spices. Originally, turmeric was known for its ability to support liver function, which uh, was protecting the inner and outer skin from uh, while functioning. It actually helped, you know, protect inflammation, inner and outer skin from, you know, undesirable microbes, for example. It's also been demonstrated to support healthy cellular function and replication. And more recently, it's been noted for its support in brain and the nervous system function. And that's also been found to boost BDNF levels in the blood while supporting healthy brain cells, rejuvenation, cognitive function, and you can even find research on mental health and emotional health. 
And if I've, I said before, if you're interested in more herbal talk, I have one whole segment in our webinar series in the Food to Focus uh, talking about herbal allies for the brain. And I'll get into more detail where I have a lot more time to go over that and discuss that with you. And that brings me to the end of this episode. As always, I say, do your research. See what works for you. Test out what I've talked about. See in your own journaling that you do daily, if you do journaling. See what makes sense and what doesn't. Keep in mind, please, again, if you like the podcast, share it on my YouTube channel. You can go there and subscribe and share it with others that you'd like or you think would like it. And it will really help to support our community. The Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week, and it's available on SusanTaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast formats. Visit SusanTaylor.org for more information or to contact us with any questions, comments, or feedback. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.